Hi there, welcome back to another episode of FinTech Walkabout. I'm Will, uh, where we're deep diving into interesting people's stories uh, and businesses throughout the world of open banking. Today, joined by Aruna Bala, the head of open banking and partnerships at TSB Bank. Aruna, it'd be great if, just to get a quick intro from you. Um, sure. Yeah. Thanks, Will, and it's great to be here. So, um, yeah, Aruna Bala, I head up the partnerships and open banking team at TSB, where we're predominantly responsible for bringing in new value-add partnerships or by using open banking technology. So it's a great time to, to be here to talk about all the new things we're doing and particularly around how we're uh, going to be doing our own strategy refresh at the moment and what that means for, for open banking and partnerships in more general. Um, but yeah, in terms of experience, I have a varied experience. I come from a payments background, um, so working on payment strategy and then more recently moving into partnerships and kind of building out what does partnerships look like for TSB right through from framework making it easy for fintech to work with us and then above and beyond that how can we then start to grow income around partnerships and, and using um, open banking technology to kind of power that and a recent move into head of yes and recently promoted into to head of thank you very much yes, from everyone it's <laughs> a vested interest in yeah, success no, but you were so you're rbs that west ubs payments and risk yeah, so I've got very much a financial services background, which I think is helpful for fintech yeah. because I think that you can really give them that insight into this is what is expected from a bank um, and just making sure they've kind of got the mentorship and the tools and guidance to help them succeed. Yeah. We've got a, you know, a natural interest in that and I think it's something we're really invested in as TSB. So, um, yeah, my, my experience in financial services, I, I hope, helps. Yeah, well, well, so what was that transition like from kind of larger financial institutions, payments into a smaller financial institution, into the kind of what is a pretty difficult relationship building exercise, especially, you know, we worked together now for a couple of years, um, but small startup working with large corporate, I think that is no easy feat. No, I think for me, that transition was probably one of the most exciting transitions. At first, I thought it would be daunting, but I think when you get to work in a smaller organisation, you really can add value more. Mm. So we are able to kind of own and make decisions around who we think we should partner with. We we get you know our ideas and our knowledge of what we bring from maybe a larger organisation is really valued in a smaller organisation. So I think you know my one piece of advice would be don't look and worry about large organisations. I think if you have the right people in a small organisation, you've got the skills and experience, you, you can do a lot with them. I, I think you know. The smaller the better. In, in yeah, I mean, it resonates with us. We look at our big price comparison websites in the UK and mm -hmm. say, well, there's nothing they can do that we can't. Exactly. And I think, if anything, you know, smaller organisations are a lot more nimbler. We've got just kind of the experience around, we're getting there in terms of, we don't need to build everything ourselves. We don't have legacy platforms. And I think that, in, in turn, makes it really attractive for kind of smaller organisations to work with. Yeah. Well, that's huge, right? And you've done a, uh, a lot of transformation on mm -hmm. TSB over the last years or so. Um, we'll probably zoom in and out throughout the course of the yeah. usually a triangle high level and in. Um, but is, uh, is there anything that you've faced, any challenges, whether that's open banking or through this transformation, any kind of unforeseen challenges or um, you know unanticipated opportunities that you've kind of stumbled across as, as you transition into the partnerships world? Yeah, I think it's it's been there's definitely been peaks and troughs, right? I think for me some of the peaks have been around working with some really passionate fintechs who really have a great vision for what they believe in and what they want to offer to customers. 
and being able to bring that passion into PFP with but I think having your guys expertise and passion around what you want to deliver to the customer is really good for us to bring in right I think if I think about some of the uh, fintech engagement things we do so labs to uh, you know uh, the PFP labs and then we've got we, we're doing that again with labs 2.0 I think those opportunities for us have been really good in sharing what does kind of innovation it's not just a buzzword it's actual things and partnerships and working with fintechs who really just get it i think some of the challenges or um obstacles you might have had to come across is how do we then change our internal processes and governance to support people like um, organizations like ASCAP to make sure you can onboard with us with ease and in addition to that if you are using open banking our gateways and our kind of performance is stable enough to make sure that you guys are getting what you need from us so i think that has been um probably some some of the challenges but i think over the last two years we've really worked hard to make sure we've got a right a good framework in place to allow us to curate partnerships at ease and make it easier and exciting for you guys to come and work with us so now you know we have conversations with partners where they're excited by the fact that it isn't an 80 page contract it's an eight page contract we get you know what you are set out to achieve and we want to work with you so i think the business has really started to recognize that we need to change our ways to to, yeah. to move with the times you guys have taken a, a bit more of a partnerships focused strategy than mm -hmm. some of the other financial institutions what are the if, if you pick that apart like what are the core considerations to kind of building out that marketplace for you? i think for us it really ties into our money confidence for customers right so we understand now that customers want choice they want convenience and they look for things they typically wouldn't expect from their bank yeah. and having that at the forefront of our mind has meant we've got to kind of explore and look outside the think outside the box um, and having you know no legacy platforms again a enables us to do that so money confidence for us is making sure we give the right access to you know different products and services to our customers whether that be uh, managing your bills or protecting the things that matter to you most or growing your investments I think what we try to do is look at the customer life cycle and say to them okay in this part of your life what are the key things that you you know you'd be looking to do well actually now is a really tough time for cost of living so having a part partnership with ASCAP really helps us to make sure we're building into that money confidence piece that's really important to PFP. How does that kind of influence your wider open banking strategy then because obviously I mean ASCAP is born out of the concept of open banking and to you know link people's spending to mm. well to, to optimize that discretionary spending essentially like yeah. how does that shape I think now more than ever we're keen to real really rethink our open banking strategy and now we've got the foundation in place to do that I think the next step for us is how do we start to really use open banking to our advantage either through partnerships or our own technology because it's all about you know for me open banking is choice access to data where we probably would enable our customers to make better decisions yeah. again to in turn leading to the money confidence piece so I think for us open, the open banking strategy is is, is now you know uh, so important and I think it's something that we will as we look to our, our strategy refresh make sure open banking is included in there and we, we work with the right partners who can who can mm. um, help us in that space but you weren't part of that mandate originally so yeah. this is I, I guess more of an exercise in building a business case right mm -hmm. around open banking kind of what has that looked like for you I'm sure there are plenty others out there looking at yeah. it in the same way I think when I think we I see this more as an opportunity I think we're quite lucky we haven't been in the FCA we're not the mandated ones because 
I do believe some banks see it as just a regulatory exercise and they just do the bare minimum. I think having the fact we're not part of that gives us the opportunity to go out and do a little bit more and also bring a different type of edge. Albeit that comes with challenges around you have to build a business case for it, but I think if we can use the success of some of the partnerships we've got in open banking and the customer feedback we have around, you know, our customers resonate with TSB more because we work with brands such as Aptab, Fairwheel, um, uh, Wealthify, etc. So I think it really helps us um, to have that customer feedback to enable us to build the business case to mm. that one step further with open banking. What's been the biggest challenge in that? Is it is it going back and trying to build that business case? I mean, it's, you know, surely that's part of building a sustainable business anyway. Yeah, it's twofold. For us, it's making sure, A, internally people know what open banking is, but then also our customers know. So education is so important to us, right? Because we can't offer a product and service to our customers if, A, they don't know how to use it or what it's there for. But then in turn to that, there's a lot. There's an internal piece around this is open banking. It's not just a buzzword. It's giving you know access to customer data where then you can help them get the better products and service that TSB might offer. So I think it's 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 two. I think it's the customer lens and then also the internal lens. And then having that kind of twofold approach just makes it easier for us to build a business case because we're backed by the data of our customers want it. They know what it is now. And I just think at the moment our customers probably don't know enough about open banking. No, I mean we're only what ten percent. Yeah. Population, that's it. Um, it's one of the questions I usually like to ask at the end. I'll ask it now because it makes sense. Um, does it matter whether or not people know what open banking is, or is it more about the value add, the, yeah. the service that they bring? I don't think they care about the word open banking. I don't think they need to know at all. I think they need to know that if you give access to your data to third party providers or to your bank, they will be able to help you make better informed decisions about your finances, about the things that matter to you most. And I think that's the narrative we need to hone in on. I just, yeah, open banking to them is probably, if anything, it probably is scary, right? Because yeah. they think of open, they think banking, and think, oh my God, my data. You've been told your whole life not to share. Exactly. Yeah. But I think if they start to see the, the use case for it, which is, hey, I can actually go and get a better loan, or I don't, when I'm applying for a mortgage, I don't need to send six, you know, yeah. six months worth of bank statements. Yeah. It's that sort of use case. I think we need to do better on in terms of educating our customers around, okay, this is open banking, but it's not scary, it's, you, you will get this right. I think most most people we've spoken to have had the same mm. sort of opinion, and it seems like that's the, uh, it's like the driving force behind it all, is just what's the value, what's the value, what's mm. the value to customers. So, here is sort of differentiation moving forward, I mean, um, digitalization alone might, might not be enough anymore, right? There's, the Starlink, the Revoluts has kind of raised the bar to a point where now everyone needs a mobile app because it's 90% of the UK is, is um, using online banking. Mm -hmm. 70 plus percent of that, I think, is like mobile first or something. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, are we going to start seeing a bit of market consolidation and things like that, do you think, where, where kind of lots of the same things are happening? And then the, the add-on question to that is kind of where do you start to develop mm -hmm. or differentiate instead? We've got a really unique space in terms of having our points of presence and our branches and our plus-up stores that we're starting to create because it allows us to A, do that education piece, which is so important to customers, um, which maybe some of the other you know, challenger banks don't have. Because I think about recently, we're leveraging an open banking provider to be able to withdraw deposit cash to our customers through open banking. Mm. That's great in terms of a new technology. We're bringing it into a points of presence um, location 
decision. We give our customers the training, but we're leveraging open banking. So for us, open banking doesn't just need to be online. I think we're starting to understand that we've got an advantage by having um, these points of presence, kind of physical branches and beyond. How do we now use that? And I think that all ties into this whole thing around re-looking at our open banking strategy and what makes us stand out from the rest. And I think the the branches will definitely have a part to play in that. Yeah, especially given the, the demographic, right? I mean, Absolutely. It's, it's, uh, we're not talking Gen Z no. so much. So, um, so have you, we obviously get a lot of, kind of anecdotal feedback from PSP customers, given our relationship. Um, but what's the kind of overarching customer feedback, um, either in branch or, or digital? Have you had any? Yeah, no, definitely. I think for us, the partnership with AppTap has really resonated with our customers purely because they're able to manage their bills. Uh, you know, and I think in a time where we're we're facing the, the cost of living crisis, which I know everyone is it, it, kind of a little yeah. bit of a buzzword, but it's so important it's to customers. Every day, isn't it? So. It, it really resonates with them, and you know we've had some great customer feedback in terms of, our, you know, forty nine percent of customers who use the app can resonate and feel closer to the PSB brand because we partner with with AppTap. So I think for us it's amazing that we we get this, to partner this with this wasn't a, like a paid <laughs> promotion or a plug or anything we get to partner with people with organizations like yourselves and i think it, it's twofold right it's helping us to help our customers but then also giving you guys the platform to grow and, and enhance your business as well yeah well we love it so so far <laughs> good. so good and, and lots more to come for sure um so throughout this series we're talking about before we've been talking to you know third-party providers fintechs banks trying to speak to the regulators as much mm -hmm. as we can, although not always easy. Yeah. What is it, um, everyone's got their own kind of different answer to this, but what is it about open banking that really gets you kind of fired up? Because there's so much you could do with it. And you spoke to Farewell, you spoke to mm -hmm. uh, Wealth by Us, you're working with Togo. What's the, what is it that just like gets you going? I, I think it's because we have, the best is yet to come for me. Like mm. if we can get our customers to really see the value add and unlock this whole thing around what is open banking, how does it work? I think then we're open to a whole world of opportunity because for me, the education piece is so important to unlock the future. Yeah. Um, and that's why at TSB we're really keen to do things such as um, you know, like an open banking brochure where we go out and we start to explain, this is what open banking is, this is how, how you can use it. And I think above and beyond that, then we'll start to see new providers come out because they'll start to get the uptake they're looking for. Um, you know, our example with with Kogo, customers can do, you know, protect the things that matter to them most. They can save money on their bills through AppTap. I think these sorts of use cases are good, but we've only got, like you said, the five ten percent. There is so much more we can probably get from this, but it comes from education. And I, and I think the challenge and how I see it as an opportunity is, let's let's educate them, and yeah. then I think we will really tap into to a whole new world. We found it quite interesting as a, it's more of a balance of education versus automation um so we got down to a point where we were able to you know switch people's energy really quick yeah and we actually saw less uptake of that than if it was like free packets and right. whereas if it's like 20 names and you yeah. just you know they just turn off so you know we found that there's a up to a certain point it's mm. education and then there's just a just turn it off yeah you know absolutely. it's like get everything aligned for me so mm. i can just make an informed decision yeah. Up front, and I, that's probably for us where we'll focus most of our efforts, whether it's budgeting or mm -hmm. finding a new subscription or switching something. Yeah, they want that convenience, don't they? They want they, 
They're not not lazy, but I think they just want it done for them so that they can just then move yeah. on with their lives. I think for us as well, in addition to that, what I'd really like to use open banking for, and you know, it's part of my our strategy as partnerships going forward, is how do we start to build APIs that help to ease the onboarding process to a partner? So at the moment, a customer has to go in and maybe put in their details. The future for me looks like an open banking call, customer's details are pre-populated, done. Yeah. And I think that's the, 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 the way we're, we're moving forward. But to do that, we need to A, see good customer you know, feedback and make sure we've got the right partner to do that with, yeah. because that will supply us obviously budget and um, all that fun stuff. <laughs> we know all about it. I mean, that's an, an interesting point you raise as well, because I think there are plenty of um, you know, third parties out there who would probably pay for that mm-hmm. as an API. Is that is kind of the commercialization of API something you guys have thought about as well? Um, it's something we, I think we will consider as we start to build out the open banking strategy. Um, obviously, given that we don't have to have, we're not regulated to do this, we have an advantage in that space. But I think we also need to be mindful of how we want to play and what that looks like. So I think it's something we will definitely have on our roadmap to consider. But um, yeah, I, I mean, if, if TPPs and other providers are something they would consume and pay for, then it, it's something we should definitely look at. Yeah, I guess it's more of like you said, like proof of value before people first. Exactly. Yeah. And see what we can what we can make. What we can get with that. Um yeah, sorry, I'm just looking at because we we've jumped around a little bit. <laughs> That's alright. Um I was gonna talk open banking, given it's not yeah, well we talked about that, but we don't know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, open banking and transparency is there and keep it going. Um so just on that, if you, if you've got a partner who comes in and says, you know, we would like to work with you, whether that's a paid uh, a commercial relationship mm-hmm. or if it's just leveraging the open banking tools. Um, has open banking changed the way you kind of do that due diligence exercise? We talked about the contract going from you know, eight pages to eight pages. Are there ways in which you kind of on, you know, onboard, onboard partners using open banking? Yeah, I, it's one we probably will look at for the future. I think now that we've got a framework in place to help onboard partners who who might be an open banking provider, but are still kind of a partner to us, we still use our traditional route of of contract. But I think it's definitely one, as we start to build the marketplace out, the next few years for us really looks around how do we scale the marketplace out? We've got this state-of-the-art platform. We're not dependent on any legacy. Um, How do we start to build and add add partnerships to the hub that can give more to our customers? So it's it's a great point, and I think it's one we will definitely consider can we leverage open banking to make it you know, a lot easier to, to onboard them? Because the due diligence is behind that. Mm. And I think from a TSP perspective, so long as we pick the right partner and they pass all that due diligence, whether that's through open banking or through a traditional method, you know, we're happy. This then kind of uh, triggers the question of super apps. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to do everything and everything. Where, where do you see financial institutions or even TSPs specifically land in that kind of conversation? You know, is it Klarna level or trying to do this reach out of the West? Yeah. Um, can banks be that enabler? Where do you draw the line in that? I mean, for, for us, we're trying to embed these journeys yeah. as much as possible. See, I, I'm, this is a, not a controversial view, but I think for me and TSB as a whole, and maybe some banks, I think there, there's a fine line. I think for, for TSB in particular, we're very underpinned by the data. What are some of the merchant or places our partners spend money or want to get cashback and offers? And I think we would rather be a lot, a lot more targeted to make sure the products and services we're offering to our customers 
person they're sorry are exactly what they need mm. and I'd, I'd be uh, more mindful of that than going down a super app which is lots of different things and then they feel a little bit overwhelmed or oh god now I've got too much choice I think yeah. having a more targeted being independent by your data it will help us to be better in that space so I think to me less is more but I think I, I could be and is that better. is that then part of your I guess that's part of your partnership strategy then to look at your data sets and saying well yeah exactly because for, for me the, the marketplace strategy is quite simple in the fact that I'd rather go for the right partners than a whole host and customers don't resonate I think they've got to build that trust and that loyalty to the brand and go wow TSB know that I really resonate with this brand or I really I, I love shopping here and they've now got it as a cashback loyalty and offer I think that will do us more justice and tie more into harmony confidence and the life life made more plan than just going whole you know widespread lots of different things and yeah. a customer can can become overwhelmed yeah I mean well that's what you see in the in the cash for TSB, what about open banking as a concept so far, success or failure? Ooh, it's a good question. I'd probably go in the middle. I've seen, <laughs> if I can, Contact. I've seen some um, <laughs> great partners come out of the space, you know, Aptap being one of them, we've got a partnership with Kogo, and they're starting to offer new products and services that we probably haven't even dreamed of before. But I just think there is so much more to do in terms of bringing it to the eyes of the customer, making sure they see the value, and also building out a great set of APIs from our perspective so partners want to work with us. At the moment, you know, whilst we're there in terms of we've got, uh, a, you know, we've got the, the standard APIs, there's so much more we could offer to yeah. PCPs and partners as well so that they want to work with us. So I think there's so much more to do, but I think we're, we're on the cusp now, whereas before, I think a couple of years ago, we're probably still at the beginning. Now, I think you really start to see use case as a consumer and think, wow. Start to turn the corner. Exactly. I think I, at least personally, and probably a lot of the app tap team have that internal like tug of war of like, mm. we want to go faster, faster, faster. Yeah. But we also know that these things take time and it's probably good to take our time and get things right. Yeah, and exactly. Implement them step by step. So, what comes next for open banking from either your perspective or TSB's perspective? Um, DLPs are coming. Yeah, exactly. That's I mean, <laughs> that's what we definitely will be thinking about as we start to build out our strategy. But for me, it's around. We've now got a great marketplace in place. We've started to build out how does open banking work for our consumers. We're starting the education piece. Now, what comes next is how do we 
really start to take off as we think about you know the runway we're approaching that now for me the future is how do you know how do we take off and start to really build out some propositions that we can then integrate into our mobile apps journeys whether that's physical branch or through the app i think that will be the next step is it's great to have these partnerships but those deep integrations will help you know customer stickiness and loyalty and i think that's where we'd like to move because we're just you know we're leveraging technology that's already built and has proven it can work so i think that should should be the next step what's the um i mean you talked about uh transformation a little bit touched on it saying lack of legacy systems which is fantastic um and you mentioned mobile app like what comes next for tsb bank as a whole well, I could say watch the space as we start to relaunch our strategy um, in the next few months. So that will really come out. But I think for us, the key is how can we continue to meet customer needs in terms of making sure we offer them the right products and services, which we'll do through our partnership blends. And then it's for us, the real key is kind of personalization, rewards, cashback, you know, tying into well-being, making sure customers feel confident and that supported by their bank and whether that's through open banking or through branches or through new customer journeys all of that sort of stuff i think will really take us into a new direction so it's a yeah i need to go into my bank because you know doing my banking services is just not enough anymore they need more from their bank that's what we're here to do we hope (laughs) exactly I was wondering how long it would take you to kind of build money confidence into this conversation. It took about two minutes. So what about you? What comes next? You've obviously just stepped into Jason's yeah. old role um, for head of banking partnerships. Is, uh, you've got your work cut out. Obviously. Yeah, no, and I'm, I'm excited by it, right? I think now that we've got, um, we're, we've turned a corner in terms of we've built the foundation. We know we can partner at TSB. We've got the right framework in. For me next, it's, how do we now, you know, how do we scale and build out a whole, make the, the marketplace a whole suite of products and services that customers just keep coming back to? Yeah. And I think that is the opportunity now by having um, it in the mobile app. We're starting to do a huge marketing campaign around it and we're leveraging our existing partners to help us, right? So AppTap being one example, customer feedback for us is really important as we start to build out what does the marketplace strategy and future of the partnership look like in 2022 and beyond? Um, but yeah, no, it's I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm excited by the opportunity. And I think personally, it's great to see how far we've come. I mean, for us, partnerships was a, a PowerPoint presentation back in 2019. And to now see it in the mobile app and have you know 350,000 customers click through to the marketplace, it's personally really rewarding to yeah. see. And I'm excited to see where it goes. It's been a pleasure being part of it. That's for sure. Good. And I think Glad we were, that was that um, end of 2019, which is when we first had our, con- our yeah, first conversation. So, wow. It's been come a, a long way. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Aruna, thank you so much no for worries. joining us. It's been a real, um, well, it's been educational regardless of how much we already work together. Uh, is there anything you want to plug or just tell people to go and check out? Or um, no, the only thing I would say is check out the TSB Marketplace app. Um, but also on our website we've got um, a real good products host of products and services and um, yeah no, hopefully it will it will um, resonate with, with you guys interested with for our customers perfect well Aruna thank you um, and thank you for joining or tuning in to another episode of FinTech Walkabout we'll see you next time Smash that.